I know you're not supposed to ask this, but which of our kids is your favorite? Oh, that's easy. It's... Welcome back to the Whatever is True podcast. I am Bethany. I'm here with my husband, Jake. Hey, everybody. And today is episode two of our summer mini series, God and Gender. We have a little bit of a scheduling change. So we were supposed to be doing the men's role and the women's role this week and next week, followed by an interview at the end to wrap up this whole series. Well, there has been some scheduling conflicts, and due to that, today's episode is actually going to be something that you guys asked in abundance for, and we didn't think we were going to be able to pull off. And I will tell you that in one second. But before I do, um, the next two weeks will be the men's role and the women's role, and our interview will be pushed until the fall. I promise it will be worth the wait, though. Yes, we're still very excited to have this interview in the fall. And we would love to tell you who it is, but we're going to build the suspense a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. So today what we're going to be discussing is talking with your children about Pride Month. And this, as we were putting together our outline and this whole discussion for today, we realized just how like passionate we are on this and how excited we are um, just yeah, to was, share with you. It was pretty crazy. We sat down to type up our outline and within 10 minutes, Bethany had a page and a half of notes and things for us to talk on. And I'm pulling Bible verses and we were just ripping through this and it was, it, it was just, good. everything fell into place. It was great. I really did. I think because we've just been thinking about it constantly and having conversations with our kids constantly that this whole month it's just been on our minds and it was yeah. really great to be able to impart that all onto paper to then share with you guys right. we, everything that we're going to talk about we've literally done already so it's just something like bethany said we're passionate about and fresh on our minds and we are really excited to share it with you yeah so let's dive in all right so, like everything that we try to do, we bring everything back to Scripture. We bring everything back to the Bible because that is our basis of truth. That is God's Word given to us. So, we want to jump in first and just do a few verses that will help you strengthen your knowledge and your stance on homosexuality when you're teaching your kids. The Old Testament has multiple passages condemning homosexuality, Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19, 1 through 11, Leviticus 18, 22 through 24, Leviticus 20 and 13, to name a few. The New Testament isn't lacking in steering Christians away from homosexuality either. In Romans 1, 26 through 28, it says, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women 
and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. So we see examples in both the Old and the New Testament talking about homosexuality and how it is a sin. Now, some people will look at the Leviticus or Genesis and say, well, that's the Old Testament, that's under the law, that doesn't apply to us Christians anymore. But one thing that we have to realize about God is that he is consistent. He's not going to tell us one thing in the Old Testament and then change his mind about it in the New Testament. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus, we see in John 1, 1, says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And we see that the Word it is talking about is Jesus. So, we see that Jesus and God are the same throughout all eternity. They're not going to go, oh, well, now they're in 2022, so it's okay for homosexuality. No, God is going to stay consistent. Just like with us with children, we need to stay consistent in discipline and teaching so that they know that we are consistent and God is not going to be changing constantly. God gave us the Bible. That is our ruler. That is what tells us, you know, yes or no on things because it is God's word to us. Yeah, so as Jake is saying, we need to be informed about what the Bible is saying about these topics. Like, we need to understand the biblical foundation. This is one of my very favorite things to talk about. We actually talked about this in an earlier episode. I forget what number it was, but it was raising kids in a culture of confusion. And just understanding the biblical basics of how life is and how God ordained things to be. And so we can talk to our kids and ask them, like, what does the Bible say about marriage? And so before even like the topic of homosexuality or transgenderism or anything comes into play, we're just talking about what is God's design for these things. And so we can share with our children verses such as Mark 10, um, verses 6 through 9, that says, But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, again, there's two genders right in there, and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And we just drive this point home. And so you as the parent are understanding and viewing the Bible from front to end with this idea of how marriage is designed. We were talking about this in last week's episode as well, but just you as the parent having that foundational knowledge to be able to talk basics with your kids is so important. Yeah, because if you have those basics, if you have those building blocks, you can answer their questions. And kids have great questions. And if you can bring it back to the basics and just dissect it for them a little bit, 
you will be able to, one, learn more about it yourself. Because I personally find that when I am doing something, I get better at it when I have to teach someone else about it. Because mm-hmm. you need to go, okay, this is what this means. And you, it just reaffirms it in your mind. So this will help you in your faith as well, answering your children's questions. And I mean, there's questions, you know, what it, what is marriage? Can anyone be married? And it just, if you go th- back and go, all right, well, we need to look at marriage. Who made marriage? God made marriage. Okay. So if God made marriage, he decides what marriage is, right? Right. Right. Because if you invent something, Bethany, you decide what that invention is. Mm -hmm. And God didn't invent us. He created us. So it is so much more intimate. And he created marriage. So therefore, he gets to decide what marriage is. And it's very clear that marriage is between a man and a woman. So- Oh, good. So you can kind of like do this like in a catechism style with your children. Who made marriage? God made marriage. Who gets this, who gets to decide what marriage is? God. Okay, so who is married in God's eyes? Well, a man and a woman. So can a man and a man get married? Well, no. And then you have that chance to explain that a man and a man or a woman and a woman getting married is by worldly standards. Right. It's worldly standards. It's not the way God intended marriage to be. So it is a mock marriage. It's a a sham marriage in the eyes of God and in the eyes of Christians. Yeah. Now, the government might say, oh, these two men are married. Therefore, they are married. They are spouses. But once again, it's God's creation. God created marriage. Therefore, he decides what marriage truly is. Another question you might be asked from your child is, does God make mistakes? And the answer is quite simple, no. Sin entered the world, and doing so caused death and destruction of the perfect creation God had, and it separated us from him. And after that, sin just had its way with the world. Sin spread through all human beings. We are all born into this broken, sinful world. So, no, God does not make mistakes. In fact, we see from the very beginning, as soon as sin entered the world, some would argue even before sin entered the world, God had the plan for Christ to come and fix this broken world. But we see even before Christ, God cleansing the earth of unholy people in the flood. And that brings us to the rainbow. Right now there are rainbows literally everywhere. And if your kids are anything like our daughter, Hadley, she is ooing and eyeing at rainbows and so excited to see them. And so how do you talk about rainbows with your kids, like seeing them everywhere right now? So there was a really great post from Sola Gratia that we shared in our Instagram stories last week about how to talk with your kids about the rainbow right now. And she 
also does that catechism style of asking simple questions and having simple answers that are based on the Bible. And we can share it again for you guys because it was just a really simple resource, but so grounded in truth. And we get to talk about how God intended the rainbow, what it actually means, what it actually symbolizes, why we have it, and then to talk with our kids about how it's being twisted right now as a symbol of sin, really, even though people don't necessarily understand that if they're if they're lost, if they don't know Jesus yet. But that's just another way of being able to take something that Satan planned for evil and turning it around for good. It's a great way to talk about a Bible story, to talk about God's promise, and then to also begin to explain to your children how the world is changing that. Now, when we come to this topic of actually talking to our kids about Pride Month and about all that it entails, age matters, maturity level matters. So currently we have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. And one due in December. And one due in December. How we talk to our seven-year-old is going to be very different from how we talk to our two-year-old. It doesn't mean, though, that we can't be setting the ground here for them. With Juniper, our two-year-old right now, she is in a phase where she loves talking about who is a girl and who is, an, a, boy, who is a boy. And she'll go around like the dinner table and she'll look at Jake and she'll say, Daddy, boy, Mommy, girl, me, girl. And she knows at a very young age that some people are girls and some people are boys and that there is a difference. And she can identify that difference at the age of two. She can also identify that she has curly hair. And she also knows if you ask her, why do you have curly hair? Who gave you curly hair? She will say God. She understands that God created her to be a curly haired girl. We're not having conversations with her about homosexuality. She is far too young for that. She, she wouldn't even understand it. But she understands that God has designed her in a specific way, much like he has designed her siblings also in a very specific way. Last year, um, Hadley was a new four-year-old in the month of June. Her birthday is in June. And we went to a arts festival which was, <laughs> we didn't plan to go to the arts festival. We accidentally ended up in it on a walk downtown. And as you can imagine, an arts festival in June was everything you're imagining in your mind right now. And there were rainbows there and she was so excited about them. And we kind of did that whole catechism style thing of talking about the rainbow. And I share that story because my mindset at that time was she's still very young. We don't really need to have this whole conversation about homosexuality yet. Let's guard her. Let's protect her. And this year, just a year later, I don't know about you guys, but I am seeing how June of 2021 versus June of 2022 is very different. There is so much more out there. It is literally everywhere. I know that we've been talking about this and we're going to keep talking about it, 
but it is in stores. It is on smart TVs. It is on the apps on your phone, commercials on Spotify, shirts while you're walking around on your neighborhood walk or your downtown walk, parades that you are driving by. The questions are going to come from your kids. And so where I'm heading with all of this is that I think the mindset for myself at least has shifted from last year to this year. Last year, it was more of how can I protect my kids? Do I have to have this conversation yet? Can we wait? To this year, realizing that they're coming in strong with their beliefs and their agendas here and is sheltering my children right now the best thing to do? Can I even 100% shelter them from all of this? Every single day, my kids and I wake up and we come downstairs and we turn Spotify on our TV and we listen to Bible songs. The kids get to pick some mornings. I pick other mornings. Sometimes it's Bible podcasts, but it's always something Christian or biblical that we start our day off with. Well, one day last week, we turned on the TV to go to Spotify and there were all of the ads streaming at the top of the screen. And right there was a huge picture of a drag queen. And it was so obvious that there was something different about this person with bright pink hair. And my kids asked questions. And I found myself with my five and almost, or my almost five and my seven-year-old explaining to them what a drag queen was. Something I never intended to bring up in a conversation or have to explain to such a young child. And it ended up opening up conversations for what is biblical, what is God honoring in our home. And there was that positive, that like redeemable moment of it. But it was sad. It was sad that this is what it had come to. It was something that here I am just trying to put on Bible songs for my kids in the morning, and instead I'm explaining what a drag queen is. And so instead of sheltering our kids and hiding them in our house all of the time, right now, especially in a culture that's so difficult to do this, we have decided that we're going to teach our kids young about the world's way versus God's way. It doesn't mean that we're going in depth and like trying to figure out, you know, A through Z about everything with them. But we are being upfront with them and sharing with them that there are some people who are men pretending to be women and women pretending to be men. I understand that this might not work for your family. You might not be ready for this. Um, my advice is still to just prepare yourself as we started off this episode with just having that biblical foundation of knowing where the Bible stands on these topics and having that preparation for when you are ready to tackle this issue or when it just pops up like it did on our TV screen last week. Yeah, it's pretty crazy the amount of, we'll say advertisements, but I want to say propaganda on our TV that we have to explain to our children now. And like you said, this is nothing that I ever thought I'd be talking about with our seven and five-year-old. Like, unfortunately, we are in 
a new cultural climate where this stuff is normal. And as Christians, we are going to need to adjust. We are going to need to know what is coming after our children. We need to know how to protect our children from these things, but also not shelter them too much because the world keeps spinning and things are potentially going to get worse and worse. I mean, I look back at when I was a kid and there was nothing compared to what is going on today. And I don't see it getting better. However, with all that said, we are still called to love people as Christians. We are called to care for them, be their friends, to share God's love with them. And we need to teach that to our children. Galatians 5.14 says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. We need to teach this to our children. We can not agree with the world, but we can love the people that are in the world and show them Christ's love for them. Yeah, I think instead of just looking at the month of June as this month that we want to shelter our children from and we wish they didn't need to hear about all of these things happening, it's such an opportunity to teach our kids how to treat people who don't know Jesus and are living a life of sin. It's It really is an opportunity. Maybe it's not one we would have chosen or one we would have picked or one we even want to be in, but we're in it. And so let's make the best of it. Right. Like we said, though, you need to show these people love and Christ's love. However, you also need to protect your children and yourselves because the world will try to make us stumble and fall and inject their fake truths into our lives. We need to teach our children the truth of the Bible so when they see these fake truths of the world, they know and they are able to call it out. It is so, so important. In closing, here are the five points that we want to leave you guys with, just a summary of today's episode. The first one is to know your Bible and its stance on topics such as homosexuality and transgenderism. Two, be age-appropriate in your conversation with your child or children. Three, be honest. Four, recognize that the cultural climate is changing. And last, use this as an opportunity to talk about how we share Jesus's love with people lost in sin. And as always, you can find us over on Instagram at whatever's true co. Bethany is at waves and lilacs. I am at Jake off script. And as always, we would love to read your ratings and reviews. It really does help our podcast and the algorithm. It helps people discover it. And if you like what we're talking about and you want to share it with other people, please tag us. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. 